Hello. This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell West. I've been gadding about a bit uh, since we uh, last spoke to you. I gadded over to Germany. So did I, but not in a role-playing context. Yeah, well, well, he, he, he went off to Essen and I went off to the Kraken. Um, the Kraken is a really nice, small role-playing convention concentrating on Call of Cthulhu and uh, other, other Chaosium products um, in a castle in Germany. And that's why it's small, because we've only got a certain number of rooms. Hmm. Gosh, it was cold. And I'm afraid I was um, less organised than I should have been. I should have had my uh, my uh, Hero Quest uh, Techimel game sorted in time for it to go on the official um, list of, of events. Uh, next time, if I do it again, um, I will uh, I will correct that. And also, I apologise to anybody I was grumpy uh, uh, towards at uh, at uh, at Kraken because my foot has been playing up, as people will know. And uh, there were a lot of cobblestones. Oh, gosh, there were a lot of cobblestones. Um, still, um, uh, highly recommended. And uh, uh, if you if you can find the money and, and the time, um, a visit to uh, uh, the eastern part, part of Germany. And on the other hand, I make a note to myself, do not attempt to cross Germany by train ever, ever again. Dear me. Well, it's very, very flat. It's rather like Norfolk. With with more with more uh, uh, turbine wind turbine generators. Better sausage. I, I, I didn't I didn't get that much sausage. They also always wanted to cover, cover it with curry. I, I cannot understand <laughs> why. I, I, one of the great German snack foods. Duh. Be this as it may. Anyway, anyway, we'll what, get, what are we talking about this month? Well, uh, we are talking about randomness to a certain degree, and lists of things, and also what to do when, unexpectedly, somebody else has got it wrong. geekish on this podcast, aren't we? I mean, most of them out there. I've never bitten a head off a live chicken in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't expanded since nowadays. You won't be opposed to it in principle. Well, it would depend on the chicken. Most of them are pretty horrible. Yeah, that's true. You want the consent of the chicken. Be this as it may, um, what I was saying was that geekiness seems to involve a love of lists. Now, I don't suppose there's a gamer out there of a certain age, by which I mean my age, who has not muttered to himself um, from time to time, Gleave, Guisam, Bohemian, Earspoon. Though myself, my memory runs more to the uh, uh, table of random harlots in the the back of the Dungeon Master's Guide, Mm. Trollope, um, Courtesan, Heterai. But... There is something very satisfying about a well-constructed and useful set of lists for a role-playing game. I was struck by this by looking at a game I had no intention of buying, um, though Dr. Bob um, gave us a, a good review on our, on our website, of the Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition, which contains in its end papers um, a list of potential victims you might find yourself sucking the blood out of on a random night in an American city. 
which is, mm-hmm. is, is both useful and interesting and tells us something about the world. Now, what makes a good list? What makes a good random list? What do we want to know and what sort of craftsmanship do we want to put into it? Well, a, li- a list is merely a degenerate case of a proper, properly organised random table. A list can be, can be, can be rolled on. Um, a random table... A, a list is an end product, isn't it? it it's, yeah. already, it's already composed and sorted. But in any case, I, I, I think whichever, whichever end of this we're talking about, yeah. I think it's a thing that adds flavour to the setting. Yeah, um, it should be, yes. It is a thing that you say, well, we... we, we it, it's for thickness and background and depth and yeah. things like that. It's all right. Well, we we, we know that um, we're, we're we're chasing down this guy at a speakeasy. Mm. Uh, who are some random other people in that speakeasy? Is is it going to be a generic mass of speakeasy patrons? Yeah. Or is it going to be? Yeah. If we start a fight, are they going to cower under the tables, or or is one of them going to say, "Hey"? Yeah. The 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 the, the, the randomness should be. In that case, should be giving you a believable mix of people. It, dep- it depends. Well, I, I think it should be a representative sample for that location or yeah. treasure or whatever it should be. It should. It should make. It should a, ra- a random generation t- uh, table, which is slightly more com- complicated than a, than a simple list, should give you a under most circumstances a believable set of results. But yeah, and and you may well find you need multiple tables for multiple. Um, yeah. Areas. I, mean, I can't remember how Cyberpunk Night City did it. That was actually a surprisingly good source book. Okay. Um, but basically, if 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 you're in the corporate sector of town, you don't see beggars because they are there. They're getting moved on by corporate security. So so the table that generates random people you run mm. into in the street, yeah, isn't going to have them. Yeah, and uh, I I do recall the the unfortunate random tables for Bushido. Which, in theory, at least, meant if you wandered into a random shack somewhere in Nippon, uh, you might encounter encounter uh, the oh, what's he what's he called the the shogun, the all conquering barbar all barbarian conquering hero, presumably in disguise as a peasant for plot reasons. Perhaps he's just sheltering from the rain, and the peasant farmer couldn't say no to him. I seem to remember what one of the original Murphy's rules was in in the recon RPG set in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, the only places reporters turned up on the random tables was in bars. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a valuable a valuable source of of rumor and information. The right, I think that the question is there are, there are occasions when you're you're just going to want that random mass of of bar of bar dwellers or speakeasy, speakeasy patrons. The occasions when you don't really inter- interact with them individually. Yeah, the, I, I think what one's saying is this: this didn't matter enough for me to plot it out in advance. Yeah. Or the PZs have just gone off and done something unexpected, as I didn't. Yeah, well, have a that, that, to that's plot normally the situation in which you wanted to say, "Have I got a table for this?" So, so at this point, you say, "Right, well, he, here is a situation which is not a generic massive situation. Yeah. It's it's not." Generic bar number three five seven, mm. and then I th- I think the way this goes for, for me at least is if the players decide right we want to run with it, mm. you know, here is an unusually attractive barmaid I'll try to chatter up uh, while, while distracting myself from the job I'm here to do, yeah. particularly if they have lechery and gups. Um, 
That's what it's for. Yeah. To distract them from the job they came here to do. Uh, or, you know, there, there, there is a tough-looking guy over there. I'll, I'll see if he'll help us because we really need some help. Yeah. Things like that. That that can then spark all sorts of interesting campaign divergences and, at the same time, add recurring NPCs, as long as they don't get shot too much. Yeah. The, the question I would be asking myself... Um, when they say, well, who who is there in this bar we could talk to? Is, well, what would move, this, move the story forward? And a random table is there to for when my brain isn't sparking. When mm. I can't say, well, a bunch of college students would be useful under this particular circumstance. You're trying to infiltrate uh, Miskatonic. There's a there's a there's a, a a couple of flappers and some some guys in um, in fur in fur in fur jackets. Oh, what are they called? Fur coats um, with 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 uh, straw hats on. Mental picket picture of of nineteen twenties. I would have said blazers. Blazers, maybe. Yeah, for some reason, depending so, on the uh, season, obviously. For some reason, the the fur coats seem to go with nineteen um, twenties uh, male students in in bars, but maybe that's just me. Maybe. But if it, if it's if nothing's sparking, then the random table is is there. Or if I just don't care and they do, then the uh, then the random table is a really useful me- mental tool. If the players will uh, are saying we're looking for a particular thing, yeah. Then that then that's a slightly separate mechanism. That's okay. I don't really care what's on the table. Does it feel plausible that they might find this thing? Are they lucky enough at the moment that they might find this thing? Mm. Well, the there's an extension to GURPS that yeah. um, the the Cambridge group uses called a luck roll, which means which means roll three d six, count count how many ones and count how many sixes. Sixes are luck, ones are unluck. Mm-hmm. Often this is zero, and this this is not for anything detailed. It is for a general sense of, you know, I'm I'm looking around this shop for the thing I want. Do they have it? Presumably, the chat with serendipity gets an automatic six. Probably, I'm not sure we have any any uh, characters with that. Uh, certainly, you can you can use your standard luck to re-roll it if you want mm-hmm. to, if you if you have that, which quite quite a few of us do. And it, it's just a general: how is the universe feeling towards you right now? Yeah, and and I would certainly use you know, if if they go going in, in, into the bar saying we're we're being followed by scary people, can we find someone scarier to, to uh, see us home? Right, then that's the sort of thing I'd use a luck roll for. Okay, what what makes a good what depth of information makes a good random table? Um, bear uh, bear in mind, I think. And this is one thing that struck me about the list in Vampire the Masquerade. I think it's enough to make that individual real for the moment. To give you a quick sketch and a, a sense, here is here is uh, a man with a terrible cold. That may, may be his only um, distinguishing feature. And he may be somebody famous and important, but... For now, he's a man with a terrible cold. Yeah, I think the more specific you get, um, the sillier it seems when it comes up again. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, this is a point. Uh, tables should be, uh, really should be one use for that. Uh, I, I know people who, who do this with um, rumours in a traditional Dungeon yeah. Bash campaign. Yeah. Here, here is this D20 list of rumours. And we know whether they're true or false or whatever, mm-hmm. and when people go looking for rumours, they get some of these. 
and they are then crossed off. Yeah. And, and new ones are put in at a later point. I do that with um, that most useful of lists, not necessarily random, uh, the list of names that are mm-hmm. acceptable in the in in the in this game uh, in this game world, uh, pe- things that people are called, and if at all possible, if you're using a weird language, what the names mean. Yep. Yes, one doesn't always like to use nominative determinism, but sometimes it's quite amusing. Say that again. One doesn't always like to use nominative determinism. The the tendency of people to to fall into jobs biased to their names. Yeah. The the number of doctors who are called things like butcher. That is a very cynical, but I'm sure there's a PhD in that for somebody. There has been serious research done. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. So, yeah, it makes... Yeah, a good list makes the moment real. A good list result makes the the moment real. Yeah, the the, the perfect GM would be able to make this stuff out, out of whole cloth. And I, I would say that the GM should at the very least be prepared to override it. Yeah. To the extent that I really don't worry that much about probabilities and things on lists most of the time. Yeah. If it's for my own use, because I'll simply say, well, here, here, are, the, here are some options... That one looks interesting. I'll pick it, mm. and that 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 feels the right for the way I'm doing the game at this moment. Yeah. Um, on the other, on the other hand, if you really don't care and you really haven't got anything going at the moment, the random result may well do. On the other hand, yeah, if, if it doesn't seem technical. if it doesn't seem wrong, you might yeah. as well take it, and then yeah, all right, maybe something interesting will come of it. Often it does. It would be good practice, and this is more advice um, that I honour in the breach than the observance, to keep, to start creating your own lists of um, random and usable characters. Going back to the ancient days, it was a practice of Professor Barker to take um, used up player characters, i.e. dead ones, (laughs) and... um, take their stats and their names and their details and use them for, recycle them for NPCs um, at, a late, at a later date. Um, the and, re- and really you should have, for any setting that you're going to revisit, a set of random, a set of cards with random names and random encounters on them. It's manage you you would manage it differently if you're staying in the same place for any length of time if you're in new york city you may well meet the same people in a different uh, mm. speakeasy and if you're in parvis your pocket may be picked by the same street urgent urchin multiple times in which case you make an occasion of it haven't i seen you before no gov <laughs> you're thinking of my cousin <laughs> or oh, very nasty my cousin yeah, yeah. don't want to mess with him what tables do you think you need uh, that you don't normally get? Well, given that I usually run in my own settings, I think tables do tend to be very setting-specific. Mm. This sort of random encounter table we're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, if, if, if I'm... Even if I'm playing a game with what you think of as a fairly well-defined setting, like Call of Cthulhu 1920s America, yeah. there are a lot of different places in 1920s America... And there are different people you will run into at random. Yeah, but some of them with shotguns. Some of them with tentacles. The uh, So, 
Yeah, and unless I were running in in a published setting like Pavis or whatever, I would expect to build all of the tables myself, mm. or lists more probably. Um, so what do you what do you what do you want as a GM? It is those random encounters, um, encounter not in the classic dungeon bashing sense of here here is here is a situation which you have to overcome, but but simply here here is somebody you see as you as you're walking down the road. Here are the the people you you meet when you go into a restaurant. Here here is the man walking his dog in the middle of the night, who looks at you and says, oh, "What do you think you're doing?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it spreads out the, the world. It makes it feel real beyond the immediate confines of the story, and that that is the thing that I'm always trying for. Mm. You want, but, but but which is hard work to do out of whole cloth. Yeah, I think uh, I'm thinking to the uh, to that overworked but occasionally use, useful set of books, the the central casting books, which existed to produce backgrounds. I never found that the characters it produced terribly useful. I've, I've but run some it of a the few times, and I find most most of the people it produces are quite dull. Hmm. Yeah, it would work better. All those those huge numbers of random tables, if it was a set of tables you could choose from. Well, I'll have one from the from the birth omens. To, to be fair, they do suggest that it, that uh, particularly if, you, if you're doing this not for a PC, yeah. you might as well just choose things rather than rolling. Yeah, and yeah, add up modifiers to give some idea of what, what it thinks is likely. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. I would one of one thing I would like for um, real world settings modified for each occasion is a set set of uh, ways you can find out where some random person has come from. You bias it towards they're from the immediate area. And mm. then towards they're from another part of the same country, yeah. Then towards uh, from another part, but but eventually you you you've got to allow for yes yes. An Ar- Ar- Armenian martial arts master has just is walking his dog in the middle of the night and wants to know what you're up to. Yep, seems reasonable to me. But I would like really like some sort of data for. Random person on the planet Earth. Who is he? Well, it's even if you just mostly look, Chinese. Even right? if you're just looking at um, where they currently consider home versus where they, where they are now, that's going to vary a lot between, say, central London and the middle of Wickham. It's going to vary even more more where, between central London and Pyongyang. Mm, yes, though probably not as much between central London and central New York, mm. assuming you're working on the same basis of from near here, from not so near here, yeah. from a long way away. I think the way you do it is you roll, is he from near here? Is he from nearby? Is he from the neighbouring kingdom? Is he from the other... Uh, 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 until you get a yes. You know, you could do it that way, yeah. yeah. The mechanics for that are fairly simple, though. though one can go horribly wrong with them. The the approach I generally use if I if I do want a random table is first of all just make the list. Yeah. Second assign a weight to each item on the list, so this will happen five times as often as that unlikely yeah. thing. Uh then add them up. They don't come to a hundred. Hmm. Uh and, th- and then think about scaling them so that they do. Yeah. Unhelpfully but inspirationally, um the uh Rinquist the third um uh Big book of Genetella, um had for each region 
regular events, unlikely events, really unlikely events, with no particular probability assigned to them, but there mm-hmm. for uh, there you there there may be there may be a food or fertility festival on a regular basis, the giant tentacle mo- monsters are only going to emerge out of the ocean on, on a regular basis. And only for the squid food festival. Well, well, if they're running out of squid, please summon something. <laughs> Seems perfectly rational for certain values of rational. I should say, of course, if you're doing this for publication, uh, you may well be tied to a specific set of mechanics and set of dice already. And that means you have probability-shaped holes to fill. So just look up the probabilities. You can use... Um, oh, what's that site that does dice probabilities? Yeah. I've forgotten the name, but you, you, you can... I'll put it in the show notes. You, you can take what, whatever dice you have to work with, and it will tell you that the chance of rolling a 3 is 1 in 216 or whatever. And you, you can then assign that to your, to your entries okay. in, in such a way that, that the likely things are more likely than the unlikely things. Will even handle Genesis? Probably. I haven't tried it. Okay. That's very peculiar, the things that you want to know sometimes. I mentioned before, I'm sure I have, uh, the Book of Lists, which was a publishing phenomenon of the 1980s, which had lists of all sorts of obscure things um, from um, unusually uh, animals with an unusually large penis to um, uh, 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 murder, mass murderers who got their starts in the United States Armed Forces um, in various categories, you know. Um, the things that you need to know for a, uh, for a game setting, I don't know. They're, they're, the real-world basis of, uh, of that list I keep coming back to um, in The Vampire the Masquerade made it seem much denser than it was. This is part of the function of the real world, and it's something we want to aim for. But if you don't know what it means that the person you, you've uh, you just knocked over is a bison rider, um, I don't know if it's, it's, it's only useful to somebody who understands the setting. Yeah, if you're writing this for somebody else, then I think they need to be longer. Um, mm. My general feeling is, for myself, I usually write only fairly brief notes anyway. Yeah, can you read them? Yes. Oh, that's good. I can. Yeah, uh, Peter can't read his own writing quite often. We've 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 discovered this. But, <laughs> uh, um, but but I but I can say, you know, uh, Bison Rider, and well, rather you can at least, and know what yeah. that means. Whereas if you're writing it for me, you 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 might write it down as Bison Rider brackets. Did you spill my pint? <laughs> yeah, Bison Rider, hairy, smelly, bigger than you are. Did you spill my pint? So, yeah, well, length is a consideration, obviously, because the, the, the shorter they are, the more variety you can fit into the same space. Yeah. Um, the, the, the ideal is that, is that uh, index card, I think. Uh, nothing, more, nothing more than my handwriting can fit onto, onto an index card. Distressingly physical. Side. Well, yes, but they're, they're useful, and I can, I can, uh, and I can uh, put them to the back of the box to be recycled later. Um, or if you're using for random encounters, you can put them put them to the back of the box behind a divider to say these guys have been used. Yeah, and and, uh, and I've got I I find sometimes that uh, putting everything into um, into uh, searchable documents isn't actually that helpful. 
Um, I don't know why. It may be. It may be just that I'm getting old. Yeah, well, one of these days I will, I will try to codify the, the sort of notes I take for running RPGs, but most people I suspect who are listening to this aren't going to want to use Emacs. Mm. What? What? <laughs> what? But it works really well for producing this kind of two-column flat. I see. Oh, yes. Um, there has to be a reason that you're still... Yes, there has to be a reason, but I'm not sure I want to know it. <laughs> All right. Um, more lists, please, and more examples of your lists. Interesting lists. World-specific lists. Possibly the things, even the things lists. that you have found yourself needing to know and wishing you had a list for. Um, that's what we. That's what we would like to hear discussion about. Listener Brett Evel reminds us that back in the day there used to be games in which a lot of a character's basic concept would be determined at random, not not just your strength and intelligence things, but but social and professional backgrounds. So you you might say you you grew up in this sort of class yeah. and environment, so you you get this bonus to education, this bonus to your social standing, whatever. Um, I think early RuneQuest did that. Bushido certainly did it. Ah, oh, um, Cthulhu. Um. Well, no, Call of Cthulhu you can choose. Uh, you, you get you get ran, a random amount of money, but you can choose to be a dilettante. You don't have to roll for that. Uh, yeah, but you also get a random amount of education, yeah. which defines the character pretty much for Call of Cthulhu, because oh, it's a very um, a very classist uh, game and, and fits the fits the historical background for that reason. Yeah, so you, you you can you can be a dilettante with very low education. You you can be you can be a professor with very low education. Mm. It does it doesn't prevent you from doing things. Um, the the thing that um, Brett is pointing out is that the the way this is usually done is it's a what you get is a random sample of the population. Yeah, I think it was AD and D in Unearthed Arcana that brought in a, a, a nine level social class system. Boy, oh boy! That I, I'm glad I, I was out out of D and D by in which by it then. was vanishingly unlikely you would, you would roll the the, the utmost class, mm. but um, a, a bit like the high high attribute score requirements to play a paladin, it meant you get very, got very few characters like that, but it didn't stop didn't do anything to stop them being overpowered if you did. Yeah, I can't remember what they got. I think it was mostly more money. Um, so well, is 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 it reasonable? You know, what what is the advantage of um, t- telling telling players um, you you have a ninety percent chance of being a peasant when yeah. when they, when they want to play a hero? Well, um, the advantage- early RuneQuest has the the population breakdown of an Orlanthi tribe, mm. and uh, not and- not of the people in an Orlanthi tribe who would go off adventuring if they had the choice. They're all lengthy. They'd all go off eventually <laughs> if they had a choice. The, uh, it, it, it isn't so... Yeah, you start out as a, a farmer umpty percent of the time, but um, that didn't... Yeah. All right. The, the random selection of people... Well... Well, in, in the traveller sense, we're, we're randomly selecting it from, from recently discharged military veterans. No, no, actually you're not. If you look at uh, Traveller, 
the choice starts when you look at your stats. Mm. You which, start which career with, am I going to survive? Yeah, which career? Which career have I have I got a chance of surviving and even prosper, prospering in? If I if I'm an upper class, uh, an upper class, uh, well educated but otherwise weedy type, um, something in the navy uh, suddenly strikes me as being a, a good prospect. Uh, <laughs> mostly, mostly in shore base, um, obviously, but um, but you don't actually have to be physically strong to pull the pull the lever on the Death Star. Um, but yeah, but Traveller starts with a random set of stats and from then it builds choices and then goes into a set of random results. But that's very different from um, from what happens. Um, is it very different from what happens in other games? Well, to, to some extent, this, this is the argument about random generation versus creation, anyway. But but we've we've talked about that before. I yeah. think. Let's, so let's let's not go too far back into that. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, yeah, which and um, we, we've I think it's probably fairly well documented by now that um, quite quite a lot of the genesis of this was a deliberate reaction to the perceived American style. Uh, shiny heroes with teeth that go ting. Yeah, start a school of fantasy. This is this is the grungy hero with bits that drop off them. And if you're really good, you might one day aspire to be a rat catcher. <coughs> yeah, well, which well, you really want because your small but vicious dog is a lot tougher than you are. Yeah, but nonetheless, you are. Uh, you, you get the chance. Uh, is it is 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 it really that random? You have a. Uh, a choice of mostly low level. Well, it, it, it's it's more like the traveller thing. Um, there, there are a bunch of professions, most of which you can't get into if you don't have the stats. Yeah, and you don't. But there are there are starter professions. You can't be a wizard yet, but you can clean clean out his retorts. If you, if you look at the magic rules, you really wonder why anybody would want to be a wizard. Yeah, yeah, I know corruption and the occasional chance of your head blowing up. And if that doesn't happen, you'll, you'll be um, killed by a torch-wielding mob. <sighs> they don't understand. It's all for science. The yeah, I th- I think that, well, it, it, part of the part of it is the chance of going from zero to hero, mm. which is um, a classic trope reinforced by Star Wars and and one that we we've all played and we've all used. If you are the downtrodden farm boy then all you've got is up. You've got dung on your shoes, but you're headed for the stars. Yeah, I, th- I think more modern games tend to chop off the early bits of that, if, if only because I, I think there's a general expectation that campaigns won't last as long as they used to. Mm. Um, and We're yeah, all you, getting older, you mean? No, I, th- I think simply that, that there are a lot more games out there, if, if, um, unless yeah, yeah, you, you may have your classic style D&D where you start as first level and end up as 20th or 30th or whatever. But but I think more often these days, uh, since there are more games out there, yeah. um, the, the the campaign will change to something else when people get fed up with it. Yeah, also also true. But, uh, and yeah, you know, if, if you want to play Indiana Jones, hmm. it's not very much fun to play the guy who's going to be Indiana Jones one day. Hmm. The the other the other thing is to inspire you to weird role role playing. You don't. Uh, excuse me. Have you ever come across anybody who you look at and you think, "Yeah, that guy designed his life"? 
They're very, very rare. I've come across several people who clear, clearly think they're player characters. Mad Jack Churchill, for example. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Only, only in history, I hope. Um, in real life, <laughs> somebody that bonkers would be um, a little difficult to, to get along with. But, but yeah, apart from the, the legendary people, and one wonders about the, the legendary people, person's internal life quite a bit. Hmm. Um, you you don't normally choose your life. You find yourself stuck with things that are good and things that are bad and things you just have to get on with and face. And that's the that's the joy about a random a random background. Now, yeah, I've, I've, I think there's a problem if you find yourself with a lucky background. You don't know how to play. I have no idea how to play an incredibly rich person. Though I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> Uh, uh, back back in the cyberpunk days, um, a friend of mine was running running a game, and fa- uh, re- uh, it's still a fan of, of a partially random system because of what happened. Uh, in that, you 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 pretty much rule. I think you allocated to some extent your initial stats from a dice pool. Uh, you then went through a life path of you know, what what event happened to you in these in these years. And this particular player of his was building a combat specialist. And with with various things, that there was basically if, if you started with with a maximum reflexes score and got various other things by choice, yeah, you could be the fastest person out there, or at least equal fastest, yeah. Which was what he wanted to do. Um, and one of the life path events was you lose a point off your reflexes. <laughs> but because he had the characterization at that point, he could say, "Well, right, I still want to be the fastest person out there. Right, I will now go." Ex- exploring dubious drugs and cyberware and things that will make up for what yeah. I've lost. Well, that, that, and and, and yeah, you, you could say, well, yes, I could do that too. I don't need a die roll to tell me to, but you the, the idea came up because the die roll said... Yeah, you... The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune is what, is what, the, uh, is what a system like that is designed to create. Um... I recently started, we may mention this later, um, a RuneQuest Glorantha uh, game. And the character generation there, the randomness, is almost entirely in um, the, uh, the the stats. And I cheated. I said, roll 3d6 for those stats and 2d6 plus 6 for those and choose where you want to put them. Mm. Um, otherwise, we were just getting too many, um, this isn't working results um and, yes, and, but I, the randomness I, is also in the character's previous history his family history and his um and his own pr- pr- personal previous history what you what you get with the new with the new rune quest um their core definition their their um, their their profession the thing that they have been doing is is a, a stat block of uh, of pre-chosen, this is what you get, and this is the level you get it at. Of skills, presumably. Of skills and spells. Yeah. And uh, other advantages and disadvantages. So if you want to be a this professional, are there, are there any limits on who can be it? Do you need particular stats? Uh, if you're a warrior, yes. Well, if you're a warrior, uh, you, want, you want strength and, and dex. If you're... A noble, you want charisma and intelligence. If you're, and if you're a shaman, you want charisma and intelligence and power. 
Um, it, it, it's all pretty clear that you can uh, that you can take your high scores and put them where, at least the way I'm doing it, take your high scores, put them where where you think they're going to do you some good, and go for the uh, the the character that that you like. Sorry, I'm just remembering somebody in the Cambridge group was mentioning recently that. Uh... They, they they had a very strict DM who insisted that every character you rolled had to be played. So you, so you couldn't just roll lots and lots of them until you got uh, good stats. Yeah. And there was one particular dungeon which which was famous for where you, where you send your beginning characters, the hopeless ones, because they will, they will normally get killed in the first room. Mm. And in the unlikely event that they survive, you, you may even have grown fond of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on. Yeah, the... Uh, I I did get the the normal about, amount of whinging out of my Wednesday night players about uh, you can't you, I can't play this look at its stats um, can't I just uh, yeah there was a certain amount of negotiation going on mm. all right. Right. some of that's the adversarial yeah. history I think that um, yeah I, I I'm trying to convince them that that that, that I'm a nice guy and. Uh, and they don't have to whinge at me too much, but then I'm probably going to kill some of their characters because they're going into disaster. So they, they have a they have a right to whinge. Now, is is there anything worth saving from the random? I, I I think the inspiration is good. I'm dubious about saying you must follow it. I so so it, yeah. it, would it would it be worth considering a, a life path system which says this is the sort of thing which might have happened. Here are some possibilities. Pick one. I, it, it depends what you want to regard as destiny and defining the, the character. I seem to recall doing some experiments with, um, I can't remember which systems, in which the players would be allowed to choose in one area in, re, in return for they take another area as random and live mm-hmm. with it. I think, that, uh, I think that might work. It would require a redesign of a, a lot of but they say, I really want my character to be strong in this area. In that case, that other area over there, you you get what your what 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 the what the random chance yeah. rolls. If you want to define your character by his social standing, and if you've got an idea for a noble, then that's a perfectly good way to do it. Um, then uh, then you have to take what physical stats, um, um, fate. Uh, nature and inbreeding has given you. You do you do have the intrinsic problem with point by systems, of course. That if you if you spent the points for noble, you haven't spent them on being tough or smart or whatever. Yeah, that, that's why I felt that um, doing a mixed system. It was basic basically a, a an attempt to fix the the core problem with 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 random systems is that everything might be crap, hmm. uh, or the the player may feel. There's too much. There's too much crap in in this. I don't want to play it. I'm going to whinge at the GM. There's, there's obviously some threshold for this is too crap to play, but that's not necessarily going to be the same place for each player. It's not necessarily going to be the the way the GM perceives things compared with the way the player perceives things. Mm. Um, I th- I think on the whole, I there might be some something in that. Uh, uh, it's it's like um, hero points, but for character generation a limited number of areas you can say yes I want this and I'm going hmm. to pay this many uh, chances for it um, whilst ta- uh, whilst taking random chances but I think you choose the things 
you uh, you want to fix before you take the random chance. Mm. It's an experiment. I, I, I never took it terribly far, and I fell into GURPS, which I rather like. So I, I wonder whether whether one might take a, a fa- fairly crude crude approach and just make make all the roles and then decide which ones you want to fix. That is more generous. Than, uh, it than, is more generous. So, so you make your yeah, yeah, and and and, and I'm a stingy old, old de- devil. But um, yeah, if if I were doing it that way, I would definitely limit to one or maybe two the areas that you you could fix. I, I'm currently thinking that uh, next time I I um, run up a PC, I'm, I might start. I might. Uh, Particularly if I have time for GURPS PCs, I'm usually doing it at home rather than in play with other people. Yeah. Um, have, a, have a poke through central casting and see if I get any useful inspiration from it. Sometimes there's good stuff in there. Yeah, and, uh, uh, the, and sometimes there, there's a lot of very elaborate elaborate stuff. But if you, if you want um, um, a, a weird thing to... Uh, and I'm sure there's a table in there for weird things that fall out of portals in front of you and gasp, help me. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You've certainly got exotic pets, so yeah, yeah. close enough. It's dissolving the floor again. Ah, who's dissolving the floor then? Yes, yes, there you are. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spot the cat over, hand. folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we think, we th- I, I would say we would think that there is something to be done still with random. Uh, character generation. Yeah, well, specifically random backgrounds. Yeah, because um, I, I, I don't think it can be made generic. I, mean, I, I would be very for for, for the um, current nineteen thirties game. I, I've said right. You, you all have to be uh, all characters have to be female, and they all have to have some other uh, social disadvantage because mm. because basically the genre trope is the police aren't going to casually take them seriously if they, mm. they they're starting to get that way, but they've worked up to it, and that's fair yeah. enough. Um, so within that I would accept a random result but Mm. given the shape of the campaign I I wanted to put those constraints on it with with Call of Cthulhu why why does the dilettante hang out with the hobo Um, the hobo knows where he can get the special booze or maybe the special (laughs) sausages I don't know Um, the sausages are a bit scaly aren't they yeah uh, that's great. That is, that's good for you. Eat up. <laughs> but it it would be easier to say, for for example, um, you 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 are all college friends who've gone out and done other stuff in your life, and now you, now you get a letter mm. about X. Yeah, or something like that, which is going to constrain the, the choice of the, the the choice of background. And uh, and whilst I think I haven't yet to see a society. Which doesn't have a status system. Um, I'm not sure that such a thing is absolutely impossible. Maybe for a different <laughs> species than ours, but um, but but I can conceive of a place where who was your father? Where did you go to school? How much money do you have? Are meaningless questions. You can't. You have to, that sort of thing. Even even between the 1930s and now, in one nation. The, the issues of rank and status are subtly different, if not profound. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think the only way you could genericize this is is to have a, a single scale of mm. you know, 
call it upper versus lower class, call it rich versus poor, whatever. But you you would just have to have that one scale and say this PC is high on it and that PC isn't. But even just the the difference in a setting will 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 alter how important that is. Yeah. And if if you're all going down a dungeon anyway, and if the kit you find down the dungeon is much better than anything you can buy, then it doesn't matter that much how much money you have or who your father was. You're still get, still going to be orc meat. Yeah, D- Dungeon Fantasy, uh, powered by GURPS, eliminates the social social stat entirely. Yeah, it, it, I, what I've seen of recent D&D, and it's really quite minimal advice on what I call role-playing, mm. as opposed to the tactical war game, do, does a similar thing. And basically saying, you, you can say your, your fighter is a knight, or you can say your, your fighter is a street brawler. Mm. This will change what weapons they've chosen to use, but it it doesn't yeah. make mechanical differences. Flavor text, yeah, yeah. I I I always feel that background does matter, and where you stand um, does matter. I feel I feel that you can fine tune it too much. My assumption for running um, a techimel game is. You all are part of a unifying organisation, whether it's your clan, or your legion, or what, or your temple, or whatever it is. Well, that's one of the things that makes Tekken interesting—that you have that sort of that level of organisation, which a lot of fantasy settings don't. But, uh, but the thing is, the professor um, in his systems would allow you to differentiate between standing inside the clan and standing inside the temple and inside the inside the legion makes more sense. But mostly, I do not care. If you're if you're if you're if your uncle Tsemyel, uh once uh, once insulted my aunt, and uh, therefore your 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 um, your lineage is slightly lower than mine. Ah, but but unless I improve my clan standing, I won't be able to marry my sweetheart. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, scenario opportunities. Yeah, I must prove to the elders that I have not in- inherited Uncle Semyel's little problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, there, there. I, th- I think not just with, um, not just with social status, but with all sorts of things which can uh, be scenario creators. There is something to be said for randomly being stuck with something you wouldn't necessarily have chosen. Mm, I'm usually not a fan of that, but but I'm very, I'm quite happy to take a random suggestion mm. and then see if I can work with it. Yeah. I think we come to the end of this. As I mentioned earlier, I've just started uh, RuneQuest Lorantha game. I'm using it to uh, finally allow them to explore Dorasta, which is supposed to be the nastiest part of the continent. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to improvise a fair bit because... Does, they... does it have nice bits, really? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, on, a, on, a, on a good day, um, uh, no shit when nobody's in, invading or besieging it. Um, <laughs> parts of Sog City are absolutely delightful if it's not crumbling. All right, right. The the the, the world does tend towards towards the interesting, the adventure, interesting than comfortable. <laughs> at least as it may. Uh, um, and 
me and my, it being a new iteration of the rules, and me and my players are exploring the the rules as we go. Very much looking stuff up as we go. Yeah. But um, my my confidence that I can do things on the fly was shaken briefly um, when I agreed that yes, your character ought to have had have had his chance to become a shaman before we start the campaign. This was whilst we were waiting for players to arrive. So I said, right, let's look at the rules. I think I understand them. Let's do this ritual. And um, when you're a shaman, you go, uh, to, when you're an assistant shaman about to qualify, you go onto the other plane and you make a quest. People come up and question you. That went fine. You find the, the cave and then you separate part of your uh, power part of your soul, into an, into your fetch. Mm-hmm. And then the bad man comes and attacks you. And that was a point at which it failed because the the rules uh, now say that um, the bad man doesn't steal your magic points. He just imposes um, taboos on you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's done as a competitive role of his skill at spirit combat Versus your skill at spirit combat. Presumably his is typically going to be a bit higher. Well, this was the problem that we fell into. They hadn't put it in. Mm. They had they had the stat block from the third from the previous edition, which just gave the power, which was what mattered back then, of the of the bad man and not his spirit combat skill. And this is where I ran into a brick wall. I. It's complicated by the fact that if you have a higher, if a skill above a hundred, it starts to uh, reduce the skill of the person you're facing, mm. and the difference between the two skills matters. And I found myself going, "Um, I can't do this. We've got this far, but I've got to complete it. What do I do?" I I, I guesstimated. I gave them essentially um, a fifty-fifty chance, which was very merciful of me towards the um, uh, towards mm. the other guy. Um, and I don't know even now if I did the right thing. The, the, the bad man should have been more terrifying than that, but I'd run into the problem and it was the last minute. Now, when you find yourself hitting a lack in the rules, uh, this is only one specific example. Yeah. Um, a, a failure, a misprint, something that the writers hadn't anticipated. Are there generic uh, guidelines we can issue for what you ought to do in that circumstance? My choice at that moment was get this sorted, get this finished. I've we've committed too far not to wipe it all out. I'm not that is that that is one mm-hmm. possible response. I'm not sure it's the best or the only one. I think my default answer to this uh, is because you were jamming by the Roger B W method. TM. You have got a hope of painting. (laughs) You you have a firm grasp of the way the world works because that is the thing you absolutely need to to, to, do to talk. And therefore you have some idea of roughly how this sort of thing should go. Presumably the the way this sort of thing should go in in that situation is it's a tough fight but but the student eventually overcomes. Yeah. um, Basically uh, it it was a he got lucky and managed to roll a critical when I came to look up the stat 
and I thought, right, that is fair enough. He has managed to somehow or other ludicrously get past this stage. Um, yeah, the, the, that, the... that was that was justifying that that was a, a degree of retro justifying what I'd chosen to do anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering a similar situation in early Request. Must have been Request Two. Mm. Uh, I, I I was just noodling around with character generation and in a similar situation. Okay, you know, I, I've run, run run up this guy. He's got fairly fairly average sort of stats. He's he's supposed to be an apprentice showman. Hang on a minute. There's simply no way he can win this struggle. He is going to end up being possessed by mm. the thing that he was hoping to make his fetch. I think I think that was the way it worked. It was something along those lines, anyway. Uh-huh. Um, it was that was clearly not the author's intention, but that that was what the rules said, and I didn't have I didn't understand the the world well enough mm. to work out what was meant to be happening here. In this case, I had a sense of the world. I did not have a sense of the rules as they were ha- as supposed to be working, and um, I overrode my sense of the rules out of consideration for the mood around the table. I knew that if I didn't have a be- a good solid basis to say, uh, actually, he's yay much stronger than you are, and you're at this much disadvantage. I would have had another long negotiating and whining session, and negotiating and whining with the other players coming in. Mm. And taking up, yeah. So, but but even without that, when when you've got a system that's basically the the roll off of percentages, yeah. Um, really, the one with the higher stats going to win most of the time is is presumably the idea is that uh, when when you lose, you you get an extra uh, taboo for for your yeah. future career, and then but you can still build up enough wins over time. Yeah, um, you're so the 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 bad man will stay for a number of rounds. And at the end of each round, they will say, um, "They will say, do you wish to continue?" And you don't know whether you oh, until you reach six, you don't know for absolute certain that you've overcome, um, you've reached the the number of rounds which he will absolutely stay for. He might only stay for one. Yeah, I'm not. My my picture of shamanic initiation is that when it, when it fails, it's I, I didn't meet the. Yeah. The spirit animal, the fetch, however, it, whatever form it's going to take in that particular tradition. Not I fought and lost, but I fought. I think that the way they want to do it is I fought and I got twisted out of shape. I become a very peculiar person, and shamans mm. are supposed to be well as long as that leaves them a playable character. Yeah, then I, that's at least within the tolerances. Yeah, I, I I think it's up to each each player to feel to see how what the random uh, uh, taboo that they get. Is and how how twisted they feel. <laughs> I none of them none, none of them look to me to be absolutely incapacitating on their own, but in combination, some of them might be. Mm-hmm. So, are there other rules? Other, I mean, I took the rule. I'm committed to getting this done now, and I'm I'm committed to this being a good evening around the table, um, and this doesn't dominate it. But are those good rules? Are there better rules for deciding what to do when you hit something and you have no idea how it's supposed to work? What is, what's what's a good set of guidelines? Well, I think you're more tolerant of whiny players than I am. To be fair, um, I just, I just my my, yeah, my, my, right. my general answer to this is that it, it is better that the GM make a call quickly than than that the GM make the right call. 
Yeah, that's, yeah that's, yes, I stole this from military training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, that, no, no, that you're you're a, right. A, well, a, yeah, a, a definitive a quick def- call. It can't be a definitive call. It can only be a provi- provisional call. It can be definitive in the moment. It can fix what's happening here. It can't be a long-term rule. The thing that I've found has never worked yeah. is trying to rewind events. Mm. It, it kicks the players out of playing the character and into being the author slash filmmaker slash whatever. And that's the thing we've mentioned before that really doesn't work well for me. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, except that sometimes you can rewind the last dice roll, the last five minutes. You can recover to a point... Where, where they will say, all right, no, let's go from here. Well, this this is not, I think, true in, in the group I'm in. Mm. Uh, it's not not true for my play in general. I I think I think when you hit something like this, when you hit the the rule book and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and and did they mean that? Or um, uh, let's uh, be fair, this doesn't happen anything like as often as it used to. True. I remember working out how to play D and D from from. The dun- from the Dungeon Master's Guide, but not the Player's Handbook, because we didn't know that there was a Player's Handbook. <laughs> oh, oh, you and the Grognards should, should compare notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, to which I naturally cry luxury and point you at the three little booklets, which were mostly incomprehensible, I seem to recall. And, 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 I, I, and if I hadn't actually seen somebody running a game... I wouldn't have understood what the hell was going on. Yeah, I can't remember whether I mentioned it on the podcast, but if so, I'm going to mention it again. I was recently looking through En Garde, the original GDW publication, and by the standards of a modern game, role-playing or board game, that's not a rule book. Mm. That 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 is some hints in the direction of of how you could build your game about this. Yeah, with some detailed dealing rules. Yeah, so so many gaps, and does this mean this or that? We don't know. We don't care. If it goes to that, how how does it go on? We don't know. We don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, make I, it up. I never, I never felt it was that. It was that bad. Um, it was. It was when, when I when I've looked through three little books D and D, I get a very similar feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. My failures with Anga were always communicating it to the uh, it to the players, but um, I actually tried to play play face to face on guard at one point. I was very young, and I do apologise. Yeah. Um. The, yeah, the, where where were we? Yeah, it doesn't happen as often, but it still happens. People, uh, hmm. people assume they're saying something clearly. I, uh, people say to me, "Michael, did you really mean that?" Uh, in a frightening degree, uh, to a frightening degree. But um, the the thing that Sean Punch says, line editor of GURPS, yeah. is that GURPS is a rule zero game. By which, I, I, as I understand it, he means that the the GM comes first. Yeah, uh, it, it is assumed that the GM will 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 be there and involved to to make calls on complicate on tricky things that don't seem to make sense. Yeah, or to say no, you're trying to take advantage of the system. Don't do that. Mm. Rather than tripling the length of the system in an attempt to make it entirely rules lawyer proof. Uh, isn't badly written. Um, it's it, sometimes it yeah. makes its own life too complicated. But but I think that that's a good basis for running pretty much any game. Yeah, all right. Uh, so certainly, we, we we see people coming in on the forums sometimes, who who clearly have a mostly D and D ish background, mm. who who will say, "Well, if I if I take this advantage combined with this disadvantage, it seems really powerful." And um, 
can, can I do this? And the answer is, if your GM lets you. Yeah. Well, look, hang on. but this is what we're talking, this is the issue, this is the duty of the GM that we're talking about. You've hit something in the middle of your stride. How to, what should your priorities be? Yeah, you're, you're prioritising, I am, to a certain extent, the game flow continuing, the the people staying in the game and, and, and things being played out. One could subdivide that, I suspect, though they'll often give a similar answer into simulation brackets what 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 is the uh plausible thing to happen here and narrative is in brackets what is the neurotically appropriate thing to happen here mm. in many games these will be aligned one hopes um yeah a story uh story and and role playing are not the same thing but should are not necessarily incompatible that's Lisa Padal. Thank you, Lisa. I, I, I underlined that in your latest <laughs> A&E zine. Um, the, uh, yeah. The, however, the, if the simulation is what's broken here. The simulation well, system... Well, no. The, 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 the process of... The, the, yeah, the mechanics of the simulation are broken. Yeah. But you know what you're simulating. Yeah. It's a, that, we, that's where it comes back to my... Yeah, it was, it's a very hand-wavy... It's a very hand wavy instance. Um, uh, not all of us have have immediate experience of shamanic in, initiation. Yeah, I, I think what, where where I'm starting is, given that it is necessary to make a quick call, yeah. then what what I what I fall back on to make that quick call is the knowledge of the world and, to, yeah. to some extent, the shape of the story. Presumably, there might be a gamist sub-solution as well to this, which which presumably take the take the sense of roll, roll the dice and add a relevant stat and see how well you do. Yeah, I think I did a bit of... I, I think I sacrificed my sense of the universe towards the gaming contract of I had to get a game. I had to keep the game flowing. And I... And I and I followed the uh, roll the dice and see if it matters uh, path, um, and uh, and decided no, it didn't matter because he did well enough and and he got somewhere. I would run it differently had I had the time to think, which is why I think we ought to have a set of thought out guidelines for when this shit happens. Mm. I'm. I'm not convinced you you can do any, any more than a case by doing it on a case by case basis, but saying generally it will be mm, well, try to be consistent. I, I always say I want to be consistent in my games, so that that may be just a thing that applies to me. Mm. Uh, no, no, I, I like consistency as well, even though I violate it sometimes. Uh, my players will tell me how often. The the one thing you don't do is curse the, the person at the other end unless they prove to be willfully obscure. Games companies have a duty to react quickly, especially with a new product, to um, to, the, uh, to people going, what the fuck? Um, and uh, and it's, it's part of your duty to maintain the uh, frequently asked questions and errata lists mm. and, get, and make sure that they're available and easily fi- findable. Um, but th- this is not something that's productive of, of, a, of a quick outcome in the actual game session. No. Um, similarly, 
the the thing that's more likely to happen uh, to me running GURPS is I'm pretty sure there's a rule for this, but I can't immediately remember what it is. Hmm. Stop stopping and looking for it will will, will break flow enough moment. that generally I will I will just improvise something. Well, I think I I think we've said before that it's um, a good game system is one where you can impro- improvise out of the general set set of mechanics. And both RuneQuest and uh, and GURPS are good for this. They have rules for what to do when you when you can't find a relevant skill or or other trait. And uh, and it's easy to to drag something out. I, I prefer some of my improvised rules to the to, to the ones in the in the main rulebook, and I do try to keep a list of uh, of uh, what they are, so that I am at least consistent around my table. Um, I have a I, in, in starting my new RuneQuest campaign. I after the list of players and their characters comes list of house rules in the front of the of the campaign. Chronicle. Seems fair. I'm... Yeah, we're, we're, when it's GURPS, of course, we're, we're starting with, we know perfectly well, or at least the, the experienced GM or the one who's read how to do a GURPS GM knows perfectly mm-hmm. well, you are not going to use every rule in the book. No. I, I suppose it might technically be possible, but it would be a very weird campaign. Um, and therefore, you, you're starting off defining a campaign by saying, we're going to use this, we're not going to use that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, so extending that to house rules. Would yeah, be. It, it's not just uh, well in Gertz, most of the exclusion is that doesn't happen in this world, that doesn't happen in this world, this does. And in some places, but in some places, it yes, there's a there's this rule system. House rule is yes, there is this system. No, I am not using it. Yeah, my my standard, for example, is I generally don't roll hit location unless somebody really cares about it. Mm. Well, yeah, the players unless unless the players bring it up or the story does, uh, then I don't. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I really care where that flying piece of shrapnel has just hit me. Yeah, yeah. I've just had somebody um, near near mortally wounded in the World War Two game, and, and it matters to him that it's the other leg from the one that got chewed off by a werewolf several years ago. <laughs> well, it would, wouldn't it? You, you shouldn't really shouldn't be rolling for the missing hit leg. No, no, you got it grown back. Oh. Yeah, that's the game, right? Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think that the the core rule here is take a deep breath and don't panic. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and throw the players some raw meat to distract them. Well, actually, what I found myself saying to the players: Yes, I know that. Yes, I know that. Yes, I know that. We're going to do this anyway. Um. <laughs> And and uh, and my, the player who brought up the objections was entirely right that those are matters of consideration that I, I I could have and should have taken into account. But missing one core piece of data, which was one hundred and sixty five percent, incidentally, I seem to recall when I finally got the information from somewhere else. Where where was it? Um, it was in a file somewhere on Chaosium's website. Which there, um, all right. This was what I was trying not to say earlier. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which, uh, going to a, a thread on their forums eventually guided me towards. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Make, consolidate all the stuff you're giving out. Make sure it's in one place where we can look for it, please, guys. Um, I'm, I was trying to give a subtle hint there. I'm it it is much simpler. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of the way board game errata are usually handled, but. 
a board game rule set is generally a much simpler thing than even even a very yeah, simple it's, it's not game. it's not trying to build a universe normally so it's relatively easy to say here is the errata document for version 2 of the rules yeah and not have that huge hmm. well uh, 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 building a role playing game system is a very hubris hub, is a good word hubristic um <laughs> enterprise in itself um, and, and contemplating our hubris, I think we probably ought to move on. This podcast does not have a list of errata. We never err. I err uh, all the time, but he he, take, he edits it out. Um, how, however, if you want to tell us inconceivable that we're wrong, um, then or, you, or that we're right, we'll, we'll accept that. Well, too. accept right as well, and, and just general plays of our wonderfulness. Um, you can do it via uh, leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekeli dot lee. And uh, if you're listening to this early in December. On the day of release, on the you might be doing you'll be doing that on the day of Dragon Meet, and uh, if you're going to Dragon Meet, we'll be there. We're planning to be there too, and, and, uh, and I'm told beer is there too. They have beer, beer. What a wonderful thought! Um, expressing your delight in our existence would be a, a, way, a really good way to uh, uh, to go about encouraging the British uh, brewing industry. We hope we'll see some of you there. Mm-hmm.